0: This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never
1: forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens
0: and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org.
1: What I didn't want to do was give you guys a boring episode talking about Oh, the Housewives this week because man, oh man, that was that Wednesday night of television was not up to par where we needed it to be. That confrontation between Kyle, Kathy, and Renner left a lot to be desired. Okay, Salt Lake City their premiere, uh huh. So I said, you know what? Let me focus on the reality TV show that I'm enjoying the absolute most out of everything right now, and that, of course, is Bell Collective. I've made that no secret. Y'all, I had the opportunity to talk to Aikisha Holly Cologne today. It's her first season on the show, and when I tell you she has made her mark known she has made her mark known okay we get into everything we talk about her first season we talk about her love of ferris street we talk about her current relationship with the other ladies we even talk about those real housewives of new jersey rumors okay we get into it all y'all this is your new episode of reality and comics 2 let's do it Hi, Aikisha. How are you doing today?
0: Hello, Kendrick. How are you?
1: Oh, my God. I, I, I'm, I'm having a good day. Look, we're recording this uh, a couple of days before the reunion. Everybody's excited for it. That trailer knocked us off our feet, so we are ready to see what's going on. But, you know, before I have anybody on here... Knock
0: me off my
1: feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, But whenever I have somebody on here... I like to start off with a wellness check. you know we've lived through a crazy couple of years. I just want to know how you're doing how you feeling, what's going on?
0: Well, I am doing absolutely wonderful. I feel well um i i I'm happy. um my children are doing well. I mean, they're a little crazy here and there, but they are doing <laughs> well. They're in good health. Uh, my husband's doing well, and he's in good health and all of my family, so you know, look, I'm living my best life right now. <laughs>
1: There you go. Can't beat it. (laughs) Obviously, one of the things that is like the foundation of Bell Collective is Ferris Street. You know, last season we saw it being talked a lot about uh, with Leticia and then this season with you. Tell us kind of like about your upbringing and how it kind of affected your love of Ferris Street. Okay,
0: so um, I have been on Ferris Street and Ferris Street has been a part of my life, my entire life. Um, Mm -hmm. You of course, you guys watch the show, so that's why I'm here. Um so I tell a little bit of my story there, but I um, biologically am one of six, and uh, my father's family did not know about me because um, my sister uh, my siblings and I um, have different dads. and so when my father's family found out about me, they um, my dad's sister and his parents adopted me. so, I, you know, the irony of the story is, is that when I was with my biological mom and my sisters, we lived on Oakley street, which is off right off of Fair street. So mm-hmm. we, I started out there when I was uh, a baby mm-hmm. and moving, um, my family's from Vernon edition and we moved to, uh, Forest Park apartments, people who are familiar with Jackson, they'll know what I'm talking about. Well, when I moved with my aunt and my grandparents, my father was born on Fair Street and his siblings. So his parents and families had history on Fair Street all the way back to 1896. So I was destined to be on Fair Street whether I was with the state with my biological family, I mean with my biological mother and my sisters and never even met my dad's family or you know which the latter is what happened. So Fair Street is just is in my blood. And um when I did meet my aunt and my grandparents, and I you know, began to go to the business and the office that we had on Fair Street, because at one time it was a medical office for my aunt, my aunt is, who's legally my mother, um, is a retired anesthesiologist and a semi-retired psychiatrist. Well, she used to do see some of her patients in psychiatry down on Fair Street. Um, We had a retail spot uh, on the the first floor, and now it has turned to commercial at the bottom, uh, which was the same. And upstairs, we have a museum, uh, which pays homage to my grandfather, who we call the ambassador of music. He's like the godfather or grandfather of music in the state of Mississippi. Um, And I give a little history of that on the show as well, but my grandfather was... Um, first band director of Jackson State University, which back then it was Jackson College. um, Also at Alcorn College, he taught in the Jackson Public Schools. My father uh, is a retired band director and also his brothers are retired band directors in the Jackson Public Schools and on the collegiate level. My uncle was at Jackson uh, State as well as an associate dean of liberal arts and in the music department. So all of that history and what a lot of people don't know is where my building stand was actually the first campus of Jackson College, when wow. they left Natchez, when it left Natchez, it came to Fair Street for a very, very short time, and then it went to where we where it stands now on J.R. Lynch Street. So um, Fair Street, you know, back to your original question, it's just a, it's it's in my blood, and so when I saw the show, um, the first season of the show, and I saw the promos for the first season, and I saw the young lady talking about, hey. You know i'm we're gonna revitalize this area. I want to buy the block back. I was excited because I'm like what you know I knew what my husband and I were doing and what my family had been doing and what our plans for um the area or at least for what we owned at the time because the area had gone through so many transitions and So ownership, you know, from different people coming in and saying that they were going to do things, taking the money, running with the money, whatever that may be. The city didn't actually own the buildings on Ferris Street for a long time up until just recently in 2019, 2020, when they won the lawsuit against the developer who was supposed to be coming in to revitalize, to redevelop the area. So, um, but when I saw this promo, I was so excited because it was just I felt like a fair street was about to get the attention that it deserved
1: because Mm -hmm. we
0: hear about these other black Meccas and these black, like, you know, Tulsa, the black wall street. Um, we hear about Auburn Avenue in Atlanta and we hear about, um, you know, I mean, even like bourbon and bill, which has different history, but fair street at one point was the black Mecca of Jackson and the state of Mississippi. That's where we were. It went from a, a plantation to a thriving, um, area where blacks we had black millionaires there we had our lawyers our doctors our hospitals our grocery stores jewelry stores everything we needed was on fair street and so my family was a part of that the ups and the downs it was there they were there when it was thriving and we've still been there when it is what it is now we went through the drug era and you know like like I said where we are now so um I mean that that's it in a nutshell I could go on and on but
1: Woo. Yeah, you got roots. You got roots there. <laughs> I love that. So it's like it, it's important to you to get this street back up and like to the status is, what it was.
0: Yes, I mean, but listen. All the it's, it's reality TV. Mm-hmm. I can give you the drama. I can give you the shade. I can give you the entertainment. But at the end of the day, there's a goal, and them highlighting that goal and and putting the focus on what we really want to do with that area.
1: I'll give you all that as long as we stay focused on what the goal is. I love that. I love that. (laughs) So kind of while we're talking about uh, earlier in your life, tell me kind of about your introduction to reality TV. Like what show do you kind of credit as being like your gateway into the genre? You know, like some people didn't really start watching, you know, stuff until like, maybe like The Real Housewives, but other people were like, (laughs) no, I've been watching since like The Real World or Flavor of Love or something like that.
0: (laughs) Exactly what you said. The, I want to say it could have been, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, I'm 45, so it's no, no shade or no secret, um, you know, how old I am, and I'm very proud of it. So I want to say, so Real World was probably the first time I really sat down and started watching reality TV. I know there are small little things before that I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but when I really kind of just focused in was when Miss Tammy Roman, and baby, was on Real World in New York. And I just was loving her. And then I ended up having a friend that, was, uh, that went to Morrisville. I went to Clark Atlanta in Atlanta. And my friend, Take Money, got cast for Real World as well. So every, all of us were all tuned in because at that point, then I knew somebody on Real World. So I want to say that was when, that was sort of the introduction where I, I knew I sat down and I was ready to watch Real World every week when it came on.
1: Tammy Roman, one of the, we call her one of the godmothers of reality TV.
0: Yes, one of the best to ever do it. I always yes. ask me, like, who's your top reality star? She's definitely in my top three. Yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> did you, so I know you say, you know, you've been watching for a long time. Did you always want to be on reality TV or did someone have to kind of convince you? of it? Because I know you saw the, you know, you saw them talking about Fair Street and you were like, oh my God, that'd be great to be a part of. But prior to that, had you ever thought about kind of jumping into well, the pond? <laughs>
0: a little bit on the great to be a part of. That wasn't the initial thing. I just was happy that it was getting the attention. And so I knew like, okay, me bringing my business here, these, you know, it's going to, what she's doing is going to have people wanting to come see Fair Street because I know enough about the industry all this reality TV, or you think about when you watch Housewives, you see the restaurants that have been opening. You think of Vanderpump Rules, you think of Candy with her. I mean, she's open to what restaurants during COVID, like things like these, these type of platforms, they are. Everything for business. So it wasn't that I necessarily wanted to be on the show at that point. I was just happy that they were highlighting it because I knew that it, the street and what I planned on doing on Fair Street was going to benefit from the exposure it was getting on the show. Well, when I ended up meeting the young lady, trying to figure out what she was going to be doing on Fair Street, she originally asked me if I wanted to come on and do a scene with her. If they got a season two, if I would do a scene with her because they weren't able to get into any of the buildings on Fair Street because a lot of them are dilapidated. Like they, they're, you can't just go in, you can't see them. Um, And then the ones that were there They weren't allowed to go in. So I said, of course. I mean, because again, it was a win-win for me. Then you're going to be able to come in and see my museum. You were going to be able to come in and see the things we were doing. Well, when she took my name and that back to the powers to be, they said they had heard about me and then they wanted to meet with me. So then that's when I was asked to be, to start the interviewing process, to be a cast member of the show, not just come on to do a scene. So that was that's how that happened. Um but back to what you were saying when watching real world, I don't think I necessarily when I started when I was in school, my degree is in mass media arts, radio, television, film. I wanted to be in front of the camera, but I thought I was gonna be doing more like news or entertainment news, reporting, that type of thing. And then I got the acting book. So mm. I was doing plays and stuff at school, and then I, you know, began to do plays, local stuff in the city, and I, I said, you know what? I'm single. I'm not married yet because I originally thought I was getting married right out of college. That didn't work, so I said, "You know what? I want to go to LA and give this thing a try." So I went to LA in pursuit of of acting, and um, I love LA. And hmm. I can't say I, I will. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you go out there and it doesn't work out." I'm not going to go out there and say that because the time that I spent there, I was able to get um, some good work in. But my grandmother uh, got really, really sick. And like I told you, my aunt and my grandparents, that was my family. That's who I lived with. It was a, a family of four. And so I was very, very close to my grandfather and very, very close to my grandmother. So being in L.A. and she was in Mississippi. I decided to come a little bit closer. I didn't. I wasn't ready to move back to Jackson then, so I moved back to Atlanta, um, which I had been living in Atlanta, and then I moved back there just to be closer to Jackson. And so I was going back and forth to Jackson almost every other weekend while my grandmother was sick, and even up until she passed, I had moved there. Uh, I I went back to Jackson around September, and my grandmother ended up passing that December of two thousand and eight. So, so I did I, I don't want to say I failed or la it it didn't it wasn't good for me i just i didn't give it i didn't stay there long enough to to see it through because i wanted to come home to be closer and i picked up doing some acting and doing some things in atlanta um that's how i mean i was able to do a uh, hell day uh on bet through, uh,
1: love that show <laughs>
0: Yes. I was auditioning. That's I was at the very beginning of when Tyler Perry had gotten back, gotten to Atlanta and was building his studios. And so I was auditioning and doing background work and doing things um, when he came in and he was bringing his shows. So I think if I would have stuck with it, but at that time I had a house, I had bought my first house in Atlanta and I had some real grown folk bills and, you know, I needed to get in a real grown folk job (laughs) so I could take care of that and be able to go back and forth to Jackson. So that's how that kind of just, you know, fickled out for me. And uh, I started, you know, for grad school, I was thinking about law school. So I started working for a law firm and, um, and, you know, ended up meeting my husband and all this kind of stuff here. So, uh, but I, I, we had plans of what we were going to do on Ferry Street. It's just, you know, being young and in my twenties, I knew what the goal was, but I was still kind of like finding myself. So it was hard for my mom to kind of get me to sit down and say, hey, what are we gonna do with this property on Fair Street? What do you you know, what what do you want to do? Well, when I got into my 30s and just mature and realizing the the assets, realizing the inheritance and realizing the history and legacy that I had there that's when I began to really, really focus on, okay, after my grandmother passed, it had just turned 31. And I said, this is what she wanted. She wanted me to take time and effort to see this thing through. So it was in the beginning of my early 30s when I started getting involved with my family foundation, um, helping out to you know with the museum and doing the things that I know that my grandparents and my great grandparents and great aunt and uncle um would want me to do and be in the position that I'm in right now if that makes sense
1: absolutely your story almost sounds similar to mine to where like I left college you know I I graduated college stayed Mm -hmm. in Indiana to kind of I'm born and raised in Memphis Tennessee but stayed in Indiana to you know work and everything but then my dad got sick so I had to you know I came back and you know but I'm glad it I'm telling God's time and it all works out because you get to come back and be with them
0: (laughs) that's why you know when I hear people like oh she just came back for this show or she just came and did that nothing to do with it. I've been coming back and forth to Jackson. I, I mean, ever since I left in 1995, mm-hmm. but my focus on Ferris street started in my early thirties. I'm 45. So hell that's been what over 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, and the, then when I was able to financially be able to contribute to what my mom, my mom, me and my aunt, my, you know, what she was already doing, then that's when things became, you know, follow, come to fruition because you know, in 2017, I got married. And then I had this passion for this area that my husband knew nothing about. So i wanted him to come in and invest with me in something he knew nothing about. But when I was able to talk to him, you know, over the times that we were dating, we started dating, uh, we met in 2011 and started our real pursuit and like us being us in 2013. So him being with me and seeing this area and the passion I had for it. And then when we got married, his entire family, a lot of his friends, everybody came down and this was when they were able to see what Willie and I were telling them about. And they were just like, we see the potential. Like, and they were telling them like, yo bro, you need to, th- th- this is, this is, this is where it is. And so, you know, all of that was around 2017 and way before I even knew anything. So that's why I laugh and I'm never going to just keep on defending. I like, no, no, no. Like, like believe what you want to believe. Hell, I don't care. I know what <laughs> And uh, I know
1: my project had nothing to do with anybody else's project. This has been in the, you know, going on a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there you go. God's timing. <laughs> 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 uh, I, you know, so on this podcast, you know, we talk about all things, reality TV, scripted TV, everything, but yes. people love real housewives too. And I gotta, you you know, you probably knew I was gonna ask you about it, but.
0: About, oh.
1: We heard, yeah, we. (laughs) But now I know. Yeah. I was about to say there was a little, you know, I I wanna say maybe in 2020, there was a rumor going around that we were about to get our first Black Real Housewife of New Jersey. You know, everybody was super excited about it. We kept hearing his name. Last year,
0: 2021.
1: 2021. Okay. We kept hearing about it. We were all like super excited. We kept hearing the name, Aikisha, Aikisha, Akeisha. So when Bell Collective premiered, I was like, Aikisha, I've heard that name before. Where didn't I hear that name before? Cause you know, we have to be kind of in the throes of the casting rumors and all that kind of stuff. Was there any truth to that? Like, were you actually in the process of like maybe talking to them or did you know someone on the cast? Like, tell me about that, that rumor that kind of exploded on the internet. Okay. Um,
0: there was a little truth to it. I was interviewing with Real Housewives of New Jersey, in um, like right spring turning into summer, I think mm-hmm. it was around, maybe like April May. Um, I had uh, uh, one of my sorors had come to me um, and a close friend of mine, and she had seen a, a, I don't want to say a flyer like a posting, or she had seen something because she's in the industry as well, and she sent this. Uh, it was saying something about it had nothing about Real House. It said, "Oh, excuse me." it said um, sort of like boss women or, you know, women who are uh, handling businesses and their families and their mothers and their working, uh, you know, working mothers and wives and just, you know, a lot of all these hats that women wear, but they're doing it with beauty and grace and, you know, and, and fly being fly with it. You know, it was just something that was really like, okay and so she said girl this is you you know you at the time I was pregnant she was like you got this baby you're pregnant you got the bar you got all this stuff she was like I just think you need to see because they said this was in New Jersey and you know I go back and forth between New Jersey and Mississippi but our home our main home is in New Jersey because my husband's from the Bronx and he works in New York City every day so um anyway so I looked at it I was like oh okay I mean I'm having this baby but listen anything Like I I have a bar, so anything that's gonna give exposure to what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, let's go. And we all know that reality TV is where it's at right now, you know. So I um she said, Well, I've already submitted your picture. I sent your profile or whatever in. And I don't think there's anything else you need to do on here, but I just want to let you know that I've already done. I'm like, girl, okay, whatever. (laughs) So about I wanna say, I know it may have been the same day, a couple of hours. I can't I wanna be lying, but it just seemed like A little bit later on that day, I ended up getting a call or email or something from somebody and she was saying, Hey, um, you were submitted to this, uh, casting that we're doing and she just wanted to have a phone conversation. So we talked a little bit, but I think we scheduled for us to talk later and we ended up talking and had an amazing conversation. I mean, everything that she was, she was asking me about my business, asking me about my family, about my husband, everything. So when we got finished, she was like, I love you. And I want to send you to, you know, this person and they'll be reaching out to you as well. She said, do you know what this is for? You do know what this is for. Right. And I said, well, no, um, I, you know, I was talking to you, but uh, no, I don't. She said, this is for the real housewives of New Jersey. Well, of course I wasn't thinking that because hell I'm black and I, I ain't never, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So I just, I was like, wow. Okay. And then it just took me to, I knew New York had just started their season. They had their first black, which was Ebony K. Williams. And I knew her. And so I immediately was like, okay, I need to get back in touch with Melanie because I need to um, let her know, you know what, I mean, I'm saying Melanie, Melanie must be talking about me. Ebony, (laughs) Um, Ebony, uh, because wow. And so I ended up, you know, ended that conversation. I was talking to Ebony about it. And then I started going through the process like, they met with me and then we had a zoom with my husband and me and then they wanted to see my house. It's like, it's a whole little process. Well, as that was going on, I ended up connecting with Letitia who was on the show. So as I'm talking to her, I told you what happened there. You know, she said they would, I do a scene with her. Well, when I realized after I talked to the people on uh, the bell collective production company, they were interested in me coming on the show even though I was in interviews with Real, Jer- uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, in my mind, I, was think- I said, well, you know what? I'm going to weigh it out. Maybe I'll get both of them. Maybe I'll get one. I don't know. But something inside of me was just saying I knew what the goal was with Fair Street. I knew that being the first to do anything, especially something like being the first African-American on something, that I was going to instantly become the representation of all Black people in the world to this group of women. Um, And I'm pregnant. I was like six months pregnant at the time. And I looked at what my girl was going through, like what was happening with Ebony. And I just, for me, this is my opinion. I do not know this to be fact. But my opinion, I felt like a network like OWN was going to represent and feature Ferris street and what my business and what I was doing the way that it should be represented. And um, I just, I just, I kept, I prayed about it. And um, I just felt like if I was to get Bell collective, even though it was less money, it was a, it it wasn't as big as a network as the other one was on, but I knew in the long haul that I was going to make my ancestors and my grandparents proud. So from that's how I decided, I was just like, you know what, this, this, I think this is going to be the better opportunity.
1: I, I, okay. I think it worked out for the better because one, we all love in this season and two, you don't have to put up with what I feel probably is not nearly as toxic of a fan base. Cause I'm, I'm a part of both of them. So I I know and I, there are times where I have to tap out. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good on this season of Housewives. Y'all doing way too much in the crowd on the show. Yeah. Everything I'm good. So, yeah. good choice all around. I think.
0: And I, <laughs> um, I had met some of the ladies. I mean, and they were very, very nice. I love Margaret to death on um, Real Housewives of New Jersey. She even still like I'll see her tap in on uh, comment on Bell Collect. Like that's my girl. Like, you know, so I um, I love it. They I had casting to reach out with. I was. I was contacted for, again, since I've been on Bell Collective, but I just,
1: you know, it is I what it is. Yeah. But it is what it is. <laughs> and you said you guys primarily, uh, I wonder how kind of how it works, because I'm guessing you guys, I don't know if bicostal coastal is still um, the right I, word. I,
0: I, region, because it's north and south. It's not coast to coast. It's kind of yeah. like, <laughs> I have, I have borders on both you, know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Before the show, um, Willie and I, uh, would come down, and before the show and before kids, because mind you, is all kind of happened at the same time. We would come down like maybe every one to two months, and then when we started the process of Ferry Street, which happened at the same time I got pregnant with my son, I got pregnant with my son in 2019, so we started the bar up here in 2018, and we weren't complete. We opened June of 2019, I found out I was pregnant June 21st of 2019, June 21st, 2019. Mm -hmm. So it was more like, okay, well, we got this bar here. Let us be cool. So I started back with the planning because we knew we wanted a second location of our bar to be downtown on Ferris Street. So the initial idea was we have this property there. We have a standing building. We know that's going to be the museum. We know what we're already doing with that on the empty lot we can build and do our second location of bricks and hops there. So I started meeting with my architect again and my, the, design, uh, the design team, and we started getting our renderings and everything together. Uh, that was at the end of 2019. My son was delivered in February of 2020. So I was, you know, I had been on, I had a high risk pregnancy throughout the whole time. You heard part of my story on, um, on the show. So I was having to be really cool from October up until my son was born so I went you know I was down there for Thanksgiving meeting with my people of course with my family and everything and the plan was to start everything back up and we would get it going after I was through my first 12 weeks you know my son was three months and we would be coming back down to Jackson for the summer COVID hit I had my son in February 2020 we were shut down March 2020 mm-hmm. so everything was on hold And I wasn't able to get back to Jackson to see my father, to do anything until June of 20. I think my father met my son when he was four months and Mm. uh, family met my son when he was about four months old. And so we got that. We drove down then. And when we got back of July, 2020, my mother-in-law passed. So my, Mm. my, my husband lost his mom. So, That's why, like, again, I say when people are like, oh, well, you did this, for you doing whatever for this. No. The the reason it wasn't, it seems like now everything is happening and just really going through the show is because, hell, the world, we just started, we were filming this, like, I mean, we were in the middle of COVID. So -hmm. everything was on hold. And then when we got to, uh, say, after my mother-in-law died, I got pregnant with my daughter, so I started a high-risk pregnancy over again, but I was still working and doing everything that I needed to do. And um, 2021 is when I just started the whole process that I just told you about. So I now go back and forth to Jackson. Now that everything is opening back up, we were coming back and forth to Jackson. We have a place there. I have rental properties there. I have my family there. Um, and I, so I have business there. So we're in Jackson. Like I'm in Jackson once a month. I'm coming with the family probably every other month. And um, that's just what we've been doing. And mm-hmm. we had to be there for, just consecutively, for three whole months when we were shooting. So Willie was coming back and forth. But off and on, since 2018, Willie and I have been coming back and forth to Jackson, like every other month. And we, you know, we have oh. a place to-
1: Wow, okay.
0: But, but what's funny is like, it's like people have never heard of people having more than one residence. So everybody's like, oh, it's <laughs> live here She'd, you're right i because i have a house in jersey i have a place in jackson i'm looking for a house in jackson that was on i mean that's been going on since before we even heard about this show but mm. you know everything's been happening with COVID and everything else so we were, weren't able to solidify anything but why is that unheard of and why is it such a big deal
1: <laughs> weird weird <Yeah>. I <laughs> that makes me want to ask because you you actually bring up a really good point that makes me want to ask you about like the social media of it all since you've joined this show, what's the experience been like on social media? Has it been pretty positive? Like, have people received you well on the show? Do you feel like you get, like, because, you know, everyone's a, a armchair critic, as we call them. Everyone, you know, has something to say. They think they know everything about your life and everything. So how has your experience been on social media? It usually seems like it's either really positive or some people got to take a break from it because it's too much.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? It goes back and forth, but I try not to get caught up in that. I don't... Even the negative stuff, if you write something negative and my eyes happen to catch it, I still like it. I don't care. I can't sit up and worry about people who don't even know me, what they think about me over the few three or four minutes that they edited out of a three or four hour scene. And you got three or four minutes of it. So if I sat up and worried about that child, I would never get no work done, nothing done. I couldn't be a mother to my kids or a wife to my husband if I sat up all day worrying about what the hell somebody talk- thought about me on social media. I think following the storyline, I, of course, everybody hated me. Well, no, you had some people who were just like, they understood and they could see past that. They realized it wasn't a person coming on bragging. It's a person who's about business and about what they say that they're doing. I live in my truth. So if I come and you tell me like, hey, I have this, this and that going on. Can I connect with you on this? I'm going to hear what you have going on. And I'm going to tell you what I have going on so we can see if it's a possible connection. I don't see it as you bragging, but shit, if we're going to be working together, then I need to know what you're bringing to the table, just like you're going to need to know what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah. So you had some people who got that right off the bat, but you know, you had people who already have been fans of the show from season one. They already had their favorites, and they were like, how dare you come in here coming for so-and-so, so-and-so, or coming for this, this, and that, and this part, you know, so just knowing how this thing works I was prepared for that and huh. at the end of the day I don't care if you like me or not like who gives a shit but mm-hmm. as the storyline has gone on it's kind of I guess people are kind of getting to see me you know they saw me in different scenes they saw me um they're seeing me in a different light and seeing what they think is kind of seeing me for who I am mm-hmm. um and whether that's true or not I think that the tables are kind of turning a little bit because I do get more DMs and, and comments are just like, oh, I'm so happy the way you did this. Or, you know, I knew that they were misrepresenting you at first, you know, so I, I do have a few people coming in and I think I've changed the minds of some people who were really, um, you know, not liking me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I am I am never going to get, allow myself to get caught up in that because, If I do that, I just, I mean, that can, that can really, really weigh you down. Yeah. It really um, affect you in ways that I'm just not, I'm not prepared. I just can't allow it to do that because like I said, I have two, I have young children. I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old that needs all of my attention. I have a husband that needs my attention and my family and siblings that need me. I can't be sitting up worrying about what the hell somebody who don't even know me saying.
1: Well, that, that's all a really good point because it makes me want to ask you about your perception on the show. So I had uh, my good friend Raven over at the Bitches Better podcast, which is all right, a, <laughs> a Real Housewives of New Jersey reference. <laughs> yes. She actually, she wants to know about uh, how you felt about, like, how you kind of portrayed on the show. So it seems like this season, it almost kind of seemed like there was the show kind of crafted two villains. It was like, it was you and Tambra in a sense, like you both kind of had your time in the hot seat. Sometimes it seems like you were at odds with the cast, but other times it seemed like you all got along great. She wanted to know specifically about how you felt when they all were trying to make you seem like a one-upper or when you seemed like you were better than or anything like that. How did you personally feel like watching it back, seeing how it was all, you know, the footage was put together? Were you okay with it? Were you like, you know what, this is reality TV, I'm good with it? Or do you feel like, you know what, it's a fair representation, it's whatever people are going to think they're going to think?
0: Well, it was what you just said. This is reality, reality TV. And uh, what I just told you before, I'm good with it because I don't care. I am not a one-upper. Like I said, when, you know, whether it's seen or not, that was supposed to be uh, like the, the, let's say the lunch when um, Marie and I were going back and forth. Whether I know that the scene didn't go like that or not, but at the end of the day, that was supposed to be a lunch where I was potentially meeting people that I would be doing business with. What interview you gone to that you didn't bring your resume? Right. Okay. So whether they showed it a certain kind of way, I know what it really was. So I'm not going to keep on, you know, I I answered it in a couple of interviews, so I'm not going to slight you, but I'm not going to keep on defending like, Hey,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because I know that I'm not the person to try to one up, but I'm also not going to dim my light so somebody else can shine, you know? There you go. Yeah. At the end of the day, I am a person who was raised with confidence and, it, it's not that I feel like I'm better than anybody. I just just gave you my story. I mm-hmm. have had not, and I have. Anybody familiar with Fair Street, especially when I came up, it ain't like it was damn Bel Air in in the California. Yeah, <laughs> <Ferris laughs> it's where poor people were. So before I was, when I was living off of Fair Street, I was poor, and then it turns out I ended up owning land on Fair Street, but. I, so I know what it is to have, and I know what it is to have not. So I'm never going to walk in anywhere thinking I'm better than anybody. Now, if that's what you per, that's how you perceive it, then that's something that you need to be trying to figure out with, with what what's within you to make you feel like somebody is better than you.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. that's not that's not where how I'm coming. I'm mm-hmm. coming. Being the person that I am, proud of where I'm from, proud of what I've accomplished, proud of my family, proud of my husband, proud of my children, proud of everything that I've overcome because so many people thought I was going to be a statistic. They thought that I was going to be somebody that was walking up and down Ferris Street, possibly asking for something or, or working or giving up something for nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, who I am so i'm all I'm a walk in every room with my head up high. I'm gonna walk in every room proud to be there, and if you think I'm better than you then that's your problem
1: There you go <laughs> that's,
0: that's your problem i I'm never gonna get that because i I know that I am giving I know to whom much is giving much as much is required. I know that I am a good person, and I always know that I answer to something that's way above any of any of this. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because I'm just worried about what he thinks and how he feels. And I also know that if I wasn't who I am saying I am, his reward, his rewards, he don't punish you privately. He, he gets you publicly. I wouldn't have any of what I have or what I'm gonna have because I know that he wouldn't allow me to do that, knowing that my intentions aren't the best. It doesn't matter what y'all think they are. He knows what my true intentions are. He knows what my motives were when I walk in somewhere or if I'm trying to, he knows that. Mm-hmm. I could give two shits about what anybody else think, whether I'm on reality TV or if I just walked in the damn grocery store, I don't.
1: There you go. <laughs> that makes me wonder on the flip side of things, was there anything that you, when you are watching the show, you were thinking like, dang, I wish they would have shown this. Like there was some stuff that didn't, because I know you guys shoot, you know, hours and hours and hours of footage that doesn't get shown. I know one thing that I think about is I watched those like own network digital exclusives that they put out. Yes. And there was a scene between you and Tamra where y'all like talked about fertility, like the whole fertility journey. And I'm like, man, we don't see enough of black women talking about this on television. Yeah. So they I only, personally-
0: all part of it. I, yeah. I on uh, YouTube too. Um, no, well, like I wish they would have shown, I actually posted a scene of my husband and me looking at a house on, um, uh, from the YouTube and I need to go back on there because there's some things. Um, mm. and I wish they would have shown more of like Gucci and I did a lot of one-on-one scenes. That's mm. how built our friendship. They didn't show any of Gucci and I building a friendship. Cause when I first walked in at brunch, I thought me and Gucci was going to be getting into it. Cause I couldn't get past her name. I'm like, who in the hell would they grow on it? <laughs> Up around here calling themselves Gucci. And so I thought that she and I were gonna be, and that's my girl. Like that's my girl, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mean? And I don't know what you know, if we get a season uh three, four, five, I don't know what the storyline will change to, but as of now, like Gucci's been here to New Jersey, Gucci's been to my house, Gucci's been to my bar in in the Bronx. Wow. Like, if- I wish I would. They would have shown guess uh, Gucci and her husband and my husband we went to play. we went bowling together. Gucci and I went shopping together. They didn't show that scene. We had drink like there. So that I wish. I also wish they would have shown Tisha's initial reaction when I said something to her about that plate, because everybody wants. Even though I don't care, but. And it probably wouldn't have made for as good of a storyline, so I guess it doesn't. But everybody just kind of thought that I went in there talking about this plate over and over and over. No dirty plates. Let's get that in there, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, while well, I'm showing this broken ass nail. But um, <laughs> I um. so sometimes I'm like, I wish they would have shown that or even shown when her little uh, Pila Hatchie posse was trying to, you know, jump fly. <laughs> but then again, I don't give a shit because, you know, it is what it is
1: so yeah. yeah wow i love I, all i, I figured because i love seeing i know you and so gucci go live all the time and you know yeah. y'all talk about really important stuff i, I love that i wish we would have saw more of y'all friendship too
0: like how we became to, to do that so because mm-hmm. you never see us interact so it's like okay wait a minute how yeah so i i do that's the only thing i wish they would have shown um those scenes
1: yeah i want so we know so gucci but over the course of filming this show, is there anyone else that you've gotten, like, you've considered, like, a great friend that you've gotten close with on this cast? Or is So Gucci probably the main one? Ooh. All I mean, righty.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't have any issues. Now, like, let me say this. I don't have any issues with Marie. I think I... I, I actually, I love Marie's hustle. I love her grind. Mm-hmm. Um... And I mean, she's just, you know, the things that she's gone through, the things that she's overcome. Marie and I have a lot of things in common, uh, believe it or not. Um, And I would love to like get to know her one on one without. I mean, you know, we 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 had a scene or two together, but, you know, just spend time with her without any of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Latrice, I don't have any issues with Latrice, but baby, Latrice, flip flop Latrice, go back and forth, you know, because she. But the thing is, in her defense, I will say this hell she friends with th- these folks and then she you know she, we cool so you know i mean she that that's it, it probably puts her in a hard position
1: um and hell that's it there we go <laughs> no more needs to be said i know that's right <laughs> i kind of want to ask a funny question that i you know i, I solicited questions from all of my favorite podcasters so they all watch the show they love it and one of the funnier ones i got was from uh stephanie over at the mocha minutes podcast she okay. wants to know if your husband ever finally got a good fishing trip because the oh. one we saw, it left a little bit to be desired.
0: Oh. So. <laughs> oh, so to go back to what you said, if something, if they wanted, um, if, if they left something out that we wanted people to see, I wish they would have shown the entire scene of that guy's fishing trip. Mm. I show all of that. Oh. Yeah. They did not show that scene because actually I was told my husband and Glenn ended up in a hot exchange oh yes and when I just remember that their fishing trip was the same day of the sistervention and so my husband they were gone that morning and so my husband and I he was coming in the house to get the kids when I was leaving out to go to my to go shoot Mm -hmm. and I just remember he told me and so when people are like I keep especially people who know me and know that you know, back in the day before I truly gave my, my life has always been with the Lord, but you know, I used to be immature and used to be <laughs> like people who know, <laughs> how did you get the restraint to do like, let that girl stand up? Well, first of all, girl, you know, you're not about that life. So you, you come on one.
1: Mm-hmm. two,
0: I just, my husband was playing in my mind because he had told me we were, we were running out and I ended up calling him on the phone. Cause I was running late. And he was like, listen, the, that girl's husband and I had had words. And um he's like, I just feel like they're, this, whatever's about whatever scene this is, they're going to be coming for you. And I was like, okay, you know, shit." me and my husband both look, we like Wolverine and Saber too, baby. We don't play them games. We stand back. To- I'm gonna go for anybody. Boom. So I was like, okay. And then he said, no, he said, but I I just want to say this. He said, first of all, you don't have to prove to nobody how to fight. He said, secondly, you have to remember, this is a national television show and you have more to lose than anybody. Mm -hmm. He was like, thirdly, just think about the goal, Akeisha. He said, remember the goal. He said, because, and what, I don't know what it was. I don't know what. I guess with him listening to whatever their argument was back and forth, and he told me some of it, I don't want to be lying, don't have me, because I don't lie, but I have to re- mm-hmm. remember, I just remember it was about her and me, and him saying that I came to her brunch trying to take over her shine and doing and Willie was just like, listen, baby, my, my wife ain't got to take nobody's shine, She the light, but they were telling, I mean, to the fact that even producers were like, your husband does not play about you, like, you know, and oh. I was like,
1: what?
0: And so, they didn't show that, but so when that sister sistervention happened, all I could hear was Willie saying, hey, remember to go. And that was my restraint. And like, and I just kept, only thing I could say was, you better back up. I'm going to tell you, you need to back up because girl, <laughs> I'm going to need you to back up because I'm just like. First of all, I'm all about charity, but ain't now one of you thirsty bitches about to get your first meal off a damn suing (laughs) me. I I was like, I got to like, just because it would have been on TV, you know, they was going to show it and that's proof that I hit you. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I just, I had to get up and literally move on the other side of the room because I I cannot believe it. And one, I was so shocked to hear the things that they were saying that somebody, I really thought we were cool, said about me. Mm-hmm. And so that like some things, you know, I could say I could have played out, but I went my re- my reaction to that. I genuinely, genuinely was like, wait a minute. What? Wow. Wow. I
1: was like, so <sighs> I. I
0: husband every day because that was what was playing in my head like do not do that you don't have like you're better than this and bitch you ain't here with a two thousand dollar suit on come on and it's cream it's white boom (laughs) veronica all day that's one of my favorite designers like stop like you don't have to do that
1: (laughs) i love that (laughs) Uh, i know you got to get out of here i'm you one last question okay so from the what else is going on podcast she wanted to know if you could, you know, they told you, you know, okay, we're coming back for this great season three, we need to add one more bell. And then this person came up to you for some advice based on your season that you just did. What advice, you know, besides kind of like, you know, be yourself, what advice would you give them starting out this reality TV journey? Like
0: you said, besides be yourself, just living your truth and uh, mm-hmm. be authentic to whoever, who you are, what whoever that is. Um, and don't allow the us, the cast, or the fans determine like who you're going to be. Because what happens is you get if, like when you talk about let, talking to the fans and, and um, listening to the comments or, or reading the comments, you can sort of try to be who you think the fans want you to be, uh-huh. and kind of gets all over the place. So I think I would just say, listen whatever your truth is and why and and if you gave them the real that made them want to cast you to be on this show and be a part of this collective then stay true to that um like just just be be who that is whoever that is and stick with it
1: that is fantastic we've seen so many times where the fans have literally shaped somebody that we love the first season they come back the next and we don't even recognize them so that's great advice yeah
0: yeah thank
1: you so much for talking to me today Tell Thank everybody, you. absolutely. Tell everybody where they can find you, anything you want to plug, anything. The floor is yours.
0: I am I'm on social media. Of course, you know that. So on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook, it is at Aikisha Holly. That's A-I-K-I-S-H-A-H-O-L-L-Y. Um, please go, my collection is on Tease of Life, www.tease, t e e s of life, l i f e dot and just scroll down to the Akeysia collection. Um, also, if you're in New York City and you want to come through the Bronx, make sure you check te- check out Bricks and Hops Beer Garden. That is at 65 Brooklyn Boulevard in the Bronx. is in the South Bronx in the Mont Haven area. It is everything you're gonna love it. We got the best food, the best drinks, and uh, I'm not saying that because I own it. I'm just saying it because that's the truth. Um, and if you're in Jackson, coming to Jackson, coming soon will be and Hops in Jackson. And um, I have uh, something in the works. Uh, Hopefully your girl will be doing an entire block in Jackson. So my prayer warriors, I ask you guys to get together and pray that uh, this proposal that I submit on Friday is a proposal that is chosen to uh, get this bid on the redevelopment of Fair Street. Um, If it's not, if God has different plans, I still will be working on my own property and then just bringing bricks and hops to that particular property. But hopefully, uh, we'll be bringing some amazing businesses and a, an amazing entertainment and arts district to Fair Street. So um, that's it. Like, yeah. And then, you know, my husband is on Sirius XM every morning. So let me up my vote real quick. Yes. XM. He is on Mad, uh, Mad Men Sports. It comes on, uh, when did, oh, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, that's on channel 82 and that's on Sirius XM. So yeah, check him out. And um, that's
1: it. <laughs> Thank you. First of all, I'll be in New York, uh, I think in October at some point. So if I have time to come back, here, I'm, I'm flying through. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. So wait a minute. When, when are you? You just have a layover here or are you going to have like a day or two here?
1: So I'll be, there, like, I'll have a couple hours on that Friday and a couple hours on that Sunday. So I'm going, oh, we're going up to the Poconos, me and some friends. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, I know, I not mean, a lot of Black people.
0: I'll take that as no brag. See that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. You better, Poconos.
1: Yes, we're going to try it out. So I'm and like, okay. Y'all, y'all
0: who don't know, he got a little money. Because, honey, you ain't going up there with just no little pins. <laughs> I know it. Yes. Yeah. You better be in the Poconos.
1: <laughs> I'm now. excited it's my first time too I'm excited I'm like look let me take these trips okay
0: yes I, well if you have are you going to be in El, uh, LaGuardia or JFK or Newark where are you coming through because I'm trying uh, to see
1: flying LaGuardia
0: okay well LaGuardia is not far so if you're coming to LaGuardia and you can like get, have a couple of hours to get out and stop through mm-hmm. the Bronx hit me up if I am even if I'm not here I will make sure that they take care of you at Bricks and Hobbs. and if I'm here I'll try to get down there and meet you
1: so perfect. Uh,
0: yeah, you I'm know, excited I'm, now. I don't be in the city. Just I only be down there for my my bar child. You know. I yeah. love no, no, I
1: love me. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I will absolutely hit you up. And thank you so much for talking to me.
0: Oh no, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this and giving us the opportunity to just for you guys to learn a little bit more about us. So I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely. We're we're rooting for 19 more seasons of the show. So we're here. Don't worry. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Thank you. You too. Y'all, I've been Kendrick. That's Akeisha Holly Cologne. Go follow her. She's amazing on the show. Reunion is coming up. We got to watch it. We got to support our people. We need a lot more seasons of the show, okay? Sat through that entire episode? Well aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free? Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up to date information about the podcast. That's at Reality Comics 2. T-O-O. This is Kendrick and I'll see ya!